Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. We won a game last night. We beat Dinwiddie and the rest of them dudes from the Wizards. But is that a sign of things going up? We're Pot Thorn, and we're going to talk about it. So the Nets win one, lose one. Is that is, is am I remember that that right, Sam? Yeah, that's right. That that one we lost like stirred up a lot of emotion. Stirred up a lot of oh, emotion. Yeah. <laughs> but you got to see the one that we won. So let's do the one that we won, and then we'll talk about the one that we lost. And, and work our way into this whole thing. Uh, how was it last night? You got to see it live. Tell me, tell me about it. It was, you know, it was, it was fun. I mean, like Kyrie is just crazy. I mean, like watching him live, you kind of forget just how how good he is, how skilled he is. He also, like, you know, when he talks about himself being an artist and a performer and whatnot, like. I mean, the crowd, whether it was a Wizards fan or a Nets fan, like they were, like there was a lot of ooing and aahing yesterday, and it and it was all directed at Kyrie. None of it was directed at uh, at at Harden. Um, was but, was uh, there a healthy attendance of Nets fans there? Yeah, so I I tweeted this, and like I was honestly blown away by a that they the Wizards just like did not show for like. I don't know. I mean, the Nets are probably are usually one of the most expensive tickets now in the league, with along with like the Warriors and the uh, and the Lakers. And there wasn't a great attendance generally, and the attendance that was there, I honestly thought it was probably like sixty forty Wizards, seventy thirty, like fifty fifty. It was like I mean, my section alone, I went with one Nets fan and another friend of mine who's not really a basketball fan. And in my section alone, there were three Richard Jefferson jerseys. It was like oh, that's madness. Three rich was, Jefferson jerseys. Yeah, now that's that's Nets. That's Meta Nets right there. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a it was a good crowd. Um, I'll get into my uh, like very harsh Bruce Brown takes later because I got I got a lot to say about that guy. But um, but look, I mean, like they're they're not playing that great of basketball. But it's also one of those things when it where it's like, dude. I mean, like yesterday, if I if I said to you at the beginning of the year, KD. Joe Harris, Nick Claxton, um, and I guess obviously Bembry ended up becoming more important. But if I told you like those four guys weren't going to be in a lineup, you'd mm-hmm. be like, "All right, we're missing four of our best. What eight? Like seven? Like it's just is, Wa- is Washington just- a good team though? Like they? I remember when they were the first seed for uh, first couple of weeks, which goes to show the first few weeks of basketball is meaningless. But it, I. That was my trouble in kind of like seeing if things were made better from from a couple of nights ago. Was were they playing a good team and and you know was that really a challenge? Even though the Nets, it's hard to gauge because these teams like they'll play the Suns and it'll be like just a regular game to them. 
And, but when they play the Nets, because KD and Kyrie and, and Harden is there, because of all the fanfare around us, they'll these teams will, will go so hard to win. Like, it's their finals. The Nets are playing finals every night versus these scrub teams. And um, I was I just was wondering, because they, they kept the fight going. We, we, we had a healthy lead. What do you think caused us to lose it, man? I mean, like, honestly, going off what you just said is how I felt about, about the Wizards team. Like, when, when they were announcing the starting lineup and then they kind of did their quick subs, I was just like, I, I honestly said out loud, like, I was like, fuck. I was like, I forgot this team has, like, actually a lot of NBA players. Like, they yeah. just have a lot of – and, like, they were – I mean, look, the Nets got a little unlucky in that I think yesterday was the, set, was the second game of the year where, like, basically – all 14 or 15 guys were dressed that were like supposed to be dressed like they had i mean like they have beal dinwiddie kuzma hachimura denny gafford thomas bryant like yo the, all uh, of those dudes will play for us casey all of those like, dudes have, would have a room or have a role with us right yeah like they they just have a lot like on every substitution i was just like oh like i, I was like we don't really get a break like which is the big issue when you know, even if we stack uh, Harden and Kyrie, like even their bench units were able to like were were able to do stuff. And like they also have guys who you know try hard on defense. Like KCP mm-hmm. is a pain. Kuzma was playing some defense last night. Like you know Thomas Bryant like always kills the Nets. I feel like Denny can play D. Like they just have uh, Rui looked really smooth yesterday. Like they just have they had a lot of dudes, and that's why I was nervous going into the game. While I kept on texting you guys that I thought they were going to lose because I just didn't think they had... I mean, the Nets... How many actual NBA players did the Nets play yesterday? Like, not many. That's... Well, it depends on... It depends on what you consider an NBA player. Like, I... Yeah, ready? Better, better said, if, 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 I, if we were doing a draft of everyone that was playing yesterday, like, mm-hmm. you'd say Kyrie and Harden probably go 1-2. Maybe you have Beal ahead of Harden, depending on however you feel about Harden right now. But, like... Right. After that, like it, you could have drafted a bunch of wizards with Patty Mills mixed in, and, and like I don't and like Lamarcus mixed in. But other than that, almost every player you're taking is a wizard. Yeah, no, I that I would agree with that. They would probably have the next five or six picks. Um, if you if you went by value, and they probably would have by talent or by need. Even right. though you have to give Lamarcus credit, he looked—he was a beast last night. Like I, I, I think he's the one that won the game for us last night. Yep. Um. Is it? I I think everyone started the referendum on Nash too early, but a game like last night shows again. It's like it's not up to Nash. Like. Yeah. I'm not Nash Nash's job, which I think he does to brilliantly, is to stay out of the way. You know what I mean? Like Yep. Sometimes you could be too clever and you could be too like you know, uh, I'm trying to be the the tactician coach guy. And Nash isn't that. Nash doesn't play those games. He's very straightforward. And, you know, I got to give it to him. Who would have ever thought you could start two rookies, especially two rookies that basically both are second-round picks, that you could start these two rookies and still win games, even with Kyrie and Harden? 
this is a yeah. this is a bad it's not that it's a I don't because I because I love a lot of these players Sam I sometimes I think um maybe I'm I don't say it enough but or I don't say it correctly because I don't want to say they suck but for a team trying to win a championship you know you might want Two day run to have two years under the, you know what I mean like you got to give yeah, Nash no. credit for making it work with what he has. You don't yeah, think I so? mean, look, I no, I I'm I am in lockstep with you um, on on Nash. I I actually thought that yesterday he made all the right. I, I thought he pushed all the right buttons. Um, in that game, I thought he took out Harden at moments when Harden was playing, like, fucking terribly, and, and he should have taken him out, mm-hmm. and he let Kyrie run the show. I thought he realized, like, that how when to play Dayron and when to play LaMarcus. Like, I think the people – here's the deal. The people who don't like Nash, didn't like him when he was hired, don't think he should be the coach of this team. And for all of them that say, like, well, he's learning on the job, and this is a team where they can't have someone learning on the job because they need to win a title – if they had a, a tactician guy, the notion that 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 tactician guy would be good at managing all the other stuff that Nash deals with, like having, you know, like <laughs> beyond Kyrie, but having all these vets who used to be all stars and aren't all stars and, you know, mixing in rookies and mixing in rotation guys, you know, like someone said something really interesting on a podcast that I thought would be good to mention on this one. I was listening to Ryan Rosillo talk about the NBA and he was saying he was saying that he spoke to a GM and this old and this ex GM said, the thing that you need with an NBA roster is you need your 11 to 15 or 12 to 15 guys to be bench dudes that, uh, that either, that either are vets and understand that they're not the same as they used to be, or they need to be, you know, like young guys that aren't too hungry that they feel like they should be playing more, but just like kind of happy to be there guys. And, that's kind of what he was saying was the issue with the Lakers is the Lakers have a bunch of vets who still think they're awesome, like Melo and DeAndre Jordan and Dwight and whatnot. And then they have young guys who still want to prove themselves like, you know, like the Kendrick nuns of the world and whatnot. And what's great about the Nets is that, is that they, is that their vets have kind of bought into where they're at. Like you're not hearing like the, Oh, Blake Griffin's pissed about playing time or that Millsap is like, is, is pouting. I think Millsap has stuff going on off the court, which is the reason why he's not playing. And like, a bunch of the rookies, because they weren't, like, top 10 picks, I think they're just happy to be getting the experience they're getting. And a lot of that is, like, Nash working the chemistry on the inside, which, like, I think with this team could have blown up and been an abject disaster. Like, this could have been a team where easily – I mean, we're, like, a year and change into the Nash experience. This with a different coach could have been, like, this dude's out. It's over. I mean, look how quickly once the Stars got there that Kenny was out. Like, Nash has clearly done something right. And and that's an important thing to to understand because Nash <clears throat> is doing something that Vogel is not. Vogel is one of those X and O's old timey coaches that you know I played basketball in high school and you know whatever type guy. Right.
Yep. Could that be because I'm a a huge KD fan? But I truly believe that. I believe that they, that Kevin Durant um, uh, left because he didn't feel like he was expressing himself in that system, in that Golden State Warriors system, which is perfect for, for Steph Curry running around screens, pick and roll, uh, playing inside out with 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 Draymond, uh, uh, pass to the wings to Clay. I I think he's perfect, and that system elevated him into being one of the top three players of this era. But I also still believe that Kevin Durant is not a system player. Kyrie Irving is not a system player. James Harden is not a system player. So sometimes. Their type of offense calls for a coach that will calls for a coach that will let them improv improvise that that will lead it like like a jazz um, a, a, a trio versus leading it like uh, a um, uh, you know like a like a chamber <laughs> music or 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 some type of you know. Uh, 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 cello um, trio <laughs> you know what I mean like you you can't put shackles on those dudes you gotta let them play what what do you think if do you agree with me that Nash is like Nash's leadership in the ways that it needs to be has kind of kept this thing together and kept it from falling apart because we could easily be a, another two games in the wrong direction we could be like the sixth or seventh seed right now. Oh yeah, I I think I think he deserves. I think this team is basically getting by right now through pure talent and the fact that they and the fact that knock on wood they seem to they seem to like each other. Like I I think like this goes if you play if you play this out a hundred times with a team that has this much talent but has like a different coach but like and maybe a couple more like interesting personalities this could blow the like blow the hell up like. We forget, like, you know, there were a lot of LeBron teams where he basically, like, shipped out half to half his team at the trade deadline because they were just like, fuck this. And, like, if he wanted to, he he would do it for this deadline also. But, like, I think this team does think, like, I think the Bulls game was kind of the moment where that the team needed where they were like, look, like, we didn't even have Joe in that game. I can't remember if Claxton played or not. I think he did, but I don't remember. And, like, it, it was just one of those things where it's like, when we have our guys, we're fucking really good, and we actually do like each other. It's just we've had a lot of nonsense like happen. Like, like I mean, you just like the the Kyrie thing alone. And I know we were uh, we're we're putting a block on uh, a pause on his name during this pod, but like, and and I, 
I honestly think the Harden thing must be really frustrating. Like, I don't know if you saw on, on Twitter, and I know that I've probably been, even as someone who loves him and like and really wants him to succeed and sign a long-term deal with us, like there were a couple of videos that went viral yesterday of his defense on the final two defensive possessions. And they were like, I mean, they were just like an absolute like disaster. Like he, he was floating on the second to last play when Kuzma hit the three to put them down one. And then on the last play, he got lucky that Kuzma missed the shot and then did when he missed the shot. Like the dude is just like not focused. And I think the Nets must feel like they're in a weird spot, right? Because he's a free agent and they want to appease him. And he's one of the faces of the organization but at the same time, like, he hasn't been in good shape, which he admitted himself. His his effort is lacking. And he also makes, like, a ton of dumb plays. Like, how, how many games have we gone through this year where there's four or five plays where he makes a pass that's just, like, like he like he has made passes in this game where like you would say to Trey if he made them during his game, like, come on, you're better than that. Like, and he's had multiple of those, like, like every like every game. And, and I don't know, it just like and I think for Nash to kind of to uh, you know adapt to that mixed with Kyrie, who he clearly has respect for, but uh, as you said, is like diametrically opposed in a lot of different ways. And then KD, who I think him and KD are probably on the same path the same page on like almost everything like they're both not i'm telling you there's there's nuance there between the type of dude kd is a basketball whore k kevin durant like when him and Kyrie are talking it's like he's looking at Kyrie, but he's seeing Kyrie's game Mm -hmm. he loves the way the man plays basketball Watch Kevin Durant on the bench watching Kyrie do his thing. He must, listen, I'm told a story that with clarity that when Draymond texts Kevin Durant from the parking lot of the Warriors Arena, the the concern for him wasn't, that it was LeBron for the next few years that they would have to face. The concern for them was that LeBron had Kyrie. And deep down inside, they Draymond knew. Listen to the way Draymond talks about Kyrie. He respects him. Yep. So getting Kevin Durant was like, all right, if they have if they have LeBron, which is the cheat code. It's not fair for that team to have Kyrie too. So we need to go and shore things up because we could come back fully healthy next year and not beat this team. Yep. So now, like I'm telling you now that 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 also is Kevin Durant's position as well. He appreciates his game. So it's it's like the uh, a beautiful woman that it's not so smart. You'll you'll paint in a lot of you'll color a lot of coloring books with a woman if she's fine. Yep. <laughs> I know that may be a very sexist thing to say, but the allure of a beautiful woman will have the most intelligent man dumbfounded, and it's almost that type of thing. I, I'm telling you, Kevin is a basketball whore. He sees that game, and he he, he just can't resist. That that's just what it is. Uh, and 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 that's 
and that's the relationship. I, I think that's why Kobe liked him. I think that's why that's why you'll you you will not find a current player that has actually played on a basketball court with Kyrie Irving that'll say a bad thing about him. And that's because no, I, that game is special. And you're right, because it, it's funny. So, like, in the, uh, you know, in, in the Twitter spaces, like, I've now come to be known as the, and, and I know you've referred to me as this, like, the Nets body language doctor. And so people were asking me yesterday, they were like, when you were at the game, did it seem like Harden is, like, mad at Kyrie because there's all this Harden to Philly rumors? And I was like, I was like, no, like, I was like, they, I think they definitely really like each other. I think Harden, and Eve, you've mentioned this on a million podcasts, Harden just so desperately wants to win a title that the fact that he's dealing with this, like, vaccination bullshit, which could get in the way of, like, the title is the one thing he's missing to be, to be put in that echelon with, like, when we're doing NBA rankings, when, you know, like, when we're having the TNT shows and they're, like, James Harden. And right now, he could either be in the, in the grouping with, like, Kevin Garnett and, like, the guys that won a title and Dirk and stuff like that, or he's going to be in the Barkley Malone thing. And he knows which, which group he wants to be in. And so the fact that he's like dealing with this guy who he, who he knows and loves and who he respects so much in his game, but won't get a fucking vaccine jab. It must be infuriating. But, but they don't care. Like it's, they took the jab to be able to play. Like it's, it's, it's not like I, I was, I, I had the vaccine, a whole damn near year before they got the jab, they took the jab to play, right? Kyrie's not taking the jab, and it's not like they politically are on on that side or not. They love the game, and you want to know why? What that that brings me back to to Steve Nash. Steve Nash understands their love language. He knows what to say to them. Another, I'm telling you, another coach would have botched this. Another coach would have, like, I'm sorry, Thibodeau would have ruined this. Doc Rivers would have, would have, just ham-fisted this. Uh, 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 Carlisle, look what he's doing in Indiana. That I'm telling, like, Nets fans need to leave my coach alone man like the way he's handling all of this and we're still winning games when we yep. shouldn't with rookies with four players basically coming to coming to find out this season that they're completely finished yo I, last night's game any- wasn't a great game but nash is doing his thing they're i mean they're they're a half a game out of out of the one seed, like I don't really know what people like what people want, and they've had they've they've had Kyrie for I think five games this year. Harris played in about I think like ten or twelve. Lamarcus has missed a bunch of time. Clax has missed missed a bunch of time. KD's now missed time, and Harden came in out of shape. Like I, I just don't know what I don't know I, I don't know what people want really from him. Like it's and, it's one and Joe Harris has been hurt most of the season. Right. If they had this record and everyone was more or less fully healthy, then I'd be like, you know what? You're right. They're underperforming. They're they're on pace for like 50-ish, like 52-ish wins, whatever it is. Like you're, like this team should be better. They're fully healthy. Like they're on pace like to be a one, two, or three seed. Maybe they'll drop more without KD now. But like, like I just don't know. I don't know what pe- I, I don't. Re- I really don't know what people want from Nash. Like I like I don't like. I, but. Yeah, whatever. I, I mean, me and you. This is this is a topic that me and you are completely aligned on, and we know that this is 
more, and we know we're going to be right about this, that this is more of a personnel issue than it is a, a coaching issue. Oh, yeah. So let's let's get to the meat of it, man. What do we need to do to win it all? What's your theory? Besides get healthy? All right. Because that's, I mean, that's first and foremost. I think like, the chance of us being healthy through the, throughout the playoffs is probably 60-40. Yeah, I know. You're right. It, like, I think after last season, you're right, that we basically got to go into this um, thinking thinking that like, something can happen, given that like basically four guys ended up basically being hurt last year when you combine right. Harden, Kyrie, Jeff Green, you know, even like obviously the Dinwiddie thing. But uh, right, we're not I, Memphis. I mean, we're not. Uh, that's the thing. That's the important thing for for the Nets to know. We're not Memphis to be able to just run in there. We we've got young young bodies who could play forty two minutes and you know come back the next day and, and play again. Even though you don't do that in the right. playoffs, I'm just saying that that the battle of attrition. It's not going to be won by us. We're, we're going to out-talent everyone. Right. But so, in order to out-talent everyone, you have to have supporting cast that that complement your superstar talent that do what they don't do. Yep. do. Do we have that? Do I, I have a, an opinion, but I want to hear your opinion first. So I think these are the three things uh, that I would do if I, was, if, if I were Marks. I would um, make a trade, like I would make a trade that involves Bruce Brown and and a couple of like a couple of the excess guys, like the Javon Carter and Millsaps of the world. Who, by the way, I want to give you props because I have no issue admitting when I'm wrong. I like the Carter Millsap signings. You were less bullish on them. They've both been uh, Carter, especially, has been a disaster. I was fully wrong, and we would have been better off having some athletic G League guy giving a tryout on. But uh. I think I think uh, I think they need to make a trade involving Bruce Brown and those two guys. I think that they should see what the market is for Claxton. I wouldn't deal him just to deal him because he's a free agent because he obviously can help in the playoffs. Like I wouldn't I would make a deal where if you can trade Claxton and actually upgrade, then I think you do it. If that's not possible, then like go into free agency. If you got to do a sign and trade with him, whatever that's that's fine. And I I mean I've said this before. I get killed in the spaces whenever I say it. I would see what the market is on some of the rookies just because I think again, like if you can upgrade, you can upgrade. And if, and if it makes, you can never guarantee a championship as we saw last year. But if you give yourself like a 10 to 15 or five to 10 or 15% chance boost, like that's a big boost of winning a title. Like you got to make the moves on the margins to help us win. The one thing I wanted to just say about Bruce Brown, um, and this is just from being at the game, you, you know, um, you know, like the friend of yours that you have that when they say something that's annoying, it annoys you 30 times more than if anybody else had said it? Like, Yeah, it's like, usually, that, I'm usually that friend. <laughs> not, 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 not with me. But like Bruce Brown, like Bruce Brown is the type of guy where you can see it on the court where he makes a mistake. And he kind of like look, and everyone looks around, and they're kind of like, "Oh, dude, like you messed up." Whereas, had Kessler made the same mistake, or had you know uh, Patty Mills made the same mistake, everyone would have been like, "Yo, man, it's all good. Like you'll you'll get him back on the next one." When Bruce makes a mistake, everyone's like, "Dude, like it's kind of like everyone's whispering to each other, being like, 
oh, like Bruce is so annoying. Why did we invite him to lunch? Like I told you not to do this. Like he just he's working my nerves. Yeah, like Bruce, he, this whole a, Bruce Brown experiment is not working for me. Yeah, and look, he has he he makes like I think like four or five million dollars. He has a no trade clause because of the qualifying offer. But if I'm him, if the if Nash and Marks basically tell him, look, like. When everyone comes back, Bembry does your role, and the rookies are better than you. Also, you're out of the rotation. Like, he would be better off getting moved to a team where he could actually play and show his value for future free agency. So, does, like, does Javon Carter make three million a year? Is that true? I, I he's at like the middle. Yeah, he's probably around like two something or three. I can get out spot track to see, but uh, and because that'll actually make this conversation better. But uh, yeah, I mean, like that's those are the moves I think. You, you you can do you should do I'm, I'm curious like where are you at on i mean i know your feelings about carter and Millsap and whatnot and like creating roster spaces for um buyout dudes but i'm curious what's your opinion about like the claxton and, and the rookies and bruce brown so with claxton claxton's um such a it's 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 wrong to say disappointment but his dedication to making himself better hasn't been there. Yep. And I, and that's unfortunate cuz I think I think he could be really really talented. I think he could be a really really interesting player um going forward. So so now it's like you've got to make a decision on him. Are you, are you really going to give him the bag? And if you're going to give him the bag, then fine. But if you're not going to pay him, if you guys haven't agreed or come to terms on anything, then I I really would hate to see the Nets lose another player for nothing. I I, I think letting Dinwiddie walk for nothing hurts. I think letting uh, uh, Claxton would add insult to injury. So I. I go back and forth with him. On one hand, he's perfect in the sense of he's your one switchable player that lets you play that switching defense in those small lineups. Okay. that That's a reason why. That's an important reason why to keep him. But at the same time, if you could bring in somebody that may not be a part of a team's current plans but has big upside like just sneak a good player off of somebody I don't know um, uh, I, and I don't even have good ideas then I, I I say you stand pat and you just and you just watch the waiver wire I, I think that's pretty much all the Nets could do right now yeah I, so so to answer your your question before so Carter actually makes even more than three he's at like three six something um, so he's getting paid a, a, a nice little chunk for what he's putting out, putting out there. Um, so he's at three, six something and Bruce Brown's at four, seven. So when you combine those two guys, if someone actually values Bruce Brown in some type of way, like you, you can, you can add up some salary. I mean, look, the other thing is the Nets have the 13 mil. And this is where we get into the whole Twitter debates, which are nonstop. That is Joe, is Joe side cheap about right. not getting anything back in the Dinwiddie trade. You have the. $13 million trade exception from Dinwiddie and you have a six and a half or $6 million trade exception from DeAndre Jordan. So 
they, they have other pieces to help intake more salary given that they're already so far over the cap. The question is just what do they do? What can they give up? Are there and look like are there teams and you were like the first person I know who ever mentioned this, are there teams that really want to get under the tax or really just cut cap because maybe they're maybe the owners' businesses are still hurting post pandemic or something like that. I don't know. Like you know, you know the Celtics kind of the Celtics trade that they just made, which involved all like a couple of different pieces. Some of that was just like a tax cutting move because Grosbeck was basically like, I don't want to pay the tax if I'm, you know, if, if my team sucks. And right. so, like, so I want. I mean, I mean that's why I think a lot of Nets fans have brought up like some of the guys on Portland, like Covington and Nurkic and Nance. Like, are those guys gettable? You know, are certain guys going to get bought out? Like, look. The one guy who could change the entire Nets year this year, which I think every Nets fan feels the same way, I think it'll probably involve a trade, is Thad Young. Because Thad Young has been documented to be able to uh, guard Giannis. Like, he actually has really good success in the past of guarding Giannis. And he, I also liked him as a Net when he was on the Nets. Um, yeah, so you know what? I, I, I like the Thad Young idea. What do you, what do you think or what have you heard about the Goran Dragic? Uh, Goran Dragic. Situation. Um, I think I, I like I think that so he would be like an awesome buyout guy. I think that if he leaves though, the the team that was always linked with him was Dallas because of the Slovenian connection with Doncic. I, I like I, he's not even playing right now. I think because of some personal issue, or I, I don't really know exactly what's going on with Dragic. Um, I don't know if he would go back to Miami in a buyout or something like that. Like. So I don't really know what what the deal with him is because he I mean th- I mean that would be a perfect guy like I mean we he's like the engine he's like a back uh, backcourt engine that we could totally use off the off the bench but the look the big question with everything heading into and by the way for people who don't know the trade deadline is February 10th so we're actually I think I think either today or tomorrow is the uh, is the three week deadline so we're actually pretty close to it the the big thing is that. Because the Nets haven't played as well as people expected, and because the Bucks haven't been as good as people expected, and because the West, like, no one really trusts those top three teams as much, especially with the Lakers not being good, I think a lot of teams basically feel like, look, if we get healthy, why can't we pull off a historic run like the Suns or the Bucks last year? And so there, I, that's why I've been pretty steadfast that I think the deadline's going to be quiet, because I think a lot of teams are just going to kind of stand Sam, back. Sam, check the group chat. <laughs> Oh, I saw that. <laughs> um, <laughs> for the, for the, for I don't even know if I can even repeat what he wrote. <laughs> for those listening, uh, we're, we're, we're talking some three-way deals involving an off-season involving Harden and Simmons and Dame, but we'll... Uh, We'll try to. I, I don't want to think about that. Uh, well, let, let let's address that. Let's address that. Okay. Fine, yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. So. He, he. All right. Listen. If the Nets do not win the championship, everything is on the table. Because James Harden didn't come here to play around. He came here to win a championship, and that's why I I will defend him. I'm. You might as well call me a Harden stand. You know, I didn't even want to trade for him, but. I love his basketball character. He could have sat out on that hamstring. No one would have judged him. He was legit hurt. But he was trying to win so bad that that he 
did the thing that all fans want, like the the things, the thing that we should want, like for a guy to just leave it all out there on the court and represent your city. And I, I'm always gonna feel gratitude towards Harden, uh, and 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 you know I they can't let him leave. You know what I mean? I don't think he's gonna be worth the value of that contract. I don't think he's going to be that good going forward for a couple years. But I think he could be an intrinsic part of two championship runs. That's, what is that worth? I think that's worth $100 million. Yep. Give it to him. You know what I mean? I, I yeah, can't I see, I can't see them. I, I know Philly wants him. I know Maury wants him back. Maury, Maury understands better than anyone what kind of player Harden is. So I know Maury wants him back, and Maury knows how to create teams that that will basically... Like, this has always been his philosophy. Like, oh, if only I could get James with uh, Dwight Howard. Yeah, that would do it. Only if I could get James with Clint Capella. Only if I could... You know what I mean? Like, he's a firm believer in James which could hurt us. But if we win the championship, if we take care of business, he's coming back. So we got to take care of business. Yeah. I mean, look, like the thing, the, the thing about any Harden stuff is, so, so it's, it's kind of two or threefold in the sense that a, I want him back, whether we win or don't win B, if he, if he doesn't come back, it's, we're going to get something back for him because he's going to want his money. And, uh, and, and also, um, and also, he's going to want to go to a team that doesn't have cap space. Like the like the Sixers aren't going to have cap space to sign him to a fifty million dollar deal. And so that means that they're going to get back like some package of like Simmons, Thibault, so, pick, you know, whatever. What? I'm going to go ahead and expose Bam's um, trade idea. He's basically but, saying Harden is leaving. You got to trade him, right? Trade him to Philly for Simmons and their picks to Portland, then we get Dame, right? We we get Dame, and they get, and Portland gets Simmons. I, I, I have a lot of mean things I want to say to Bam right now. I don't like any of this. What? Yeah, I, I don't see, I don't see that also just because, uh, um, I, I I also I mean like can Dame and Dame and Kyrie in the backcourt is is absurd. Like I don't see that. I don't I don't even really. know how that works. I don't yeah, know how I that works. Yeah, I don't I don't know how that works. I think look I think Dame is going to stay there, and I actually think that Dame's abdomen in, injury coupled with the fact that he didn't play well in the Olympics. He was I mean I like as a someone who like watches every Olympic game like. He was horrendous in the Olympics and uh, and also was terrible at the start of this year, which probably was due to his ab stuff. But, like, I think teams are going to be a little afraid of him anyway. Like, I, I think he's not – I think he's going to be the only guy left off that team. I think they're going to basically trade everybody but him. Um, he – they – I like Anthony Simmons. Oh, he, yeah, he, yeah, I, he can play. I don't think you could get enough for C.J. McCollum to make it make sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, they really should trade Dame. 
they like I, I think Simmons getting Simmons back. I don't see why they need us. Uh, <laughs> well, that's to, more to get Simmons. Yeah, I mean, look, like, I, 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 the Harden thing to me doesn't make sense because you're telling me that he thinks that he's like, unless he legitimately just wants to go to back to being like the lead ball handler and doesn't want to be with two other guys who can handle the handle the rock like him, like. I don't really get why he would force his like if he if he wanted to just go if he wanted to go to Philly he could have like basically made it so that like that was the team that they did the deal with and he could have been like yeah like the Nets are fine but I don't really want that as much and he could have made it clear to the Nets also like he all the rumors were like the Nets were the team that he wanted to play for like that was like the Nets were above the Sixers in it and then the Nets obviously ended up offering more so like this idea that he's gonna leave after a year and a half like. Uh, I, I just I don't know I just don't I I don't really see it. Um, I don't I don't see it either. I don't see him leaving. It's I could see him him feeling like the opportunity to win it all here um, is over and going somewhere else, somewhere completely different. But here's Eve. Can but I I, I just don't I just don't think in when you know and Harden is another one of those guys like. He just appreciates the talent that is on the Nets. The only well, thing that would make him leave is if he didn't believe that talent was dependable. Let me ask you something though. Like th- this is the this is the one thing because I think we can kind of squash this to a certain point. Like so, if you're Harden, right, and you and, and let's say you're like I don't want to play on the Nets, and he's seen what this organization is, like has been able to do, and like the and the moves that Marks has made, and having Nash as a coach, whatever. So he's he's gonna basically say. You know what? I'd rather hitch my wagon instead of to KD and Kyrie. I'd rather hitch my wagon to just Joel Embiid, who has like a series of who's had who's had chronic lower leg injuries, and he's seven three two like three hundred pounds, two hundred eighty pounds, whatever. Or I'd rather hitch my wagon. Let's say he wants to go to the Clippers or something. I'd rather hitch my wagon to just Kawhi because I'm assuming maybe we would get Paul George back or something like. And who's also coming off of multiple leg injuries? Like I just don't, you know, like there's not there's not this like clean fit. That was what made Harden to the Nets like so crazy. Was it was like oh shit, he gets to play with two of his good friends, and they're both at like this like middle to endish part of their primes. Like this makes sense. Like I I don't I, like like if you told me he wanted to go to like the Grizzlies or something, I'd be like all right, like I don't really see it, but like at least it's a young up and coming team where he's like the older guy and there's some other people, whatever. But like. We know that's not where he's gonna go. Like that's that's not what he's doing. You there? I'm sorry, like, my mic was uh <laughs> not working. Anyway, <sighs> nah, J- James, I think we're fine, man. So which one I. of the kids? Which one of the kids should be playing? And and we'll go out on this one. Who's, which one of the kids, if we if we had to say one of them, which one of them are playing in the playoffs? I think if there's, I think if, assuming the team is healthy, I think the one guy who probably, the one rookie who I think um, will, uh, will, go, will play in the playoffs is Sharp, because I think he might, he actually might be the best big man. And you, you tweeted something yesterday that I thought was, completely on the money and I was surprised you didn't get like flamed for it was like 
I think you tweeted something like Claxton's the better defender, but Sharp is like better at more things. And it's just, you know, I like I I said this on the spaces as well. Like Sharp does things that this team actually needs more than what Claxton does. Like Claxton is an amazing switch defender, and he we we saw what he can do guarding like Chris Middleton on the perimeter. But we also saw his deficiencies, like trying to rebound and trying to guard like Giannis in the post or like someone like Bam in the post, for example. Like Sharp may not be able to guard a guard at, at the perimeter, but like Sharp can rebound and he's bigger and he's stronger and he fights on rebounds more. And he might not be the same athlete that Clax is in terms of dunking, but he also gets offensive rebounds and tips the ball back and stuff like that. Like there's a lot of little things that he does, which is why I loved him going into the draft. Like that this Nets team specifically really needs. Like, yeah, and and my thing with him is the thing I love about Sharp is that he, like, we 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 gave him the critique, right? We said we saw him in summer league. He was very heavy. He was very clunky. You can see he had some skill. But he was very clunky and he needed to lose weight and he needed to get lighter on his feet. And the difference between him and Claxton is that critique went out there. And not, not that he heard it from me, but I'm sure that that was the Nets coaching staff's critique. Because look at the results. Yep. He's way thinner. He's way lighter on his feet. He's very bouncy. And not only does he rebound and defend, he doesn't defend on the same level as Claxton. But he, he rebounds he defends and he's consistent and and that takes away the fact that that makes it hard to compare him to a kid like Claxton who's elite on on um on defense right yeah so, i mean like yeah no sorry keep going no so I, I i i wasn't sure if you um had something to say on that but i I think, I don't think, um, I think Claxton is going to play. I think Claxton is going to be the starting center um, just because of age, if if healthy. But if he's not available, it's, it's so good to know that you have this kid who could give you some minutes and lets you introduce uh, LMA. LaMarcus comes in. He doesn't necessarily come in when there's a lot of scoring on the floor. You're taking one or two of of James Harden and Kyrie Irving or, or Durant. You're taking one or, or, or two of them off. You're introducing more scoring in the form of LaMarcus back in. So it's like I like what Nash did there, like starting the kid versus starting LaMarcus. Let LaMarcus get bedded in in, in his role coming off the bench. Let him let him have clarity on on you know what his role is going to be and how they're going to use him and put him on the floor when you need scoring. I I I think that's the opportunity. That's where the opportunity for for Dayron comes in because if Claxton gets hurt and Claxton does get hurt, he'll have a, he'll have a starting role and maybe and maybe he'll play heavy minutes. Like Lamarcus will finish the game, but maybe they they'll be able to use him twenty plus minutes a game just because of the opportunity that's presented. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I agree with all that. I think you've been on the money on the, on the, on the big guys, and like you also were one of Claxton's biggest supporters. But obviously, it's just been, it, it, it's been too irritating of a, a ride now for three years. Like with Jared Allen, we saw every year he got better, and like Sharp looks like he's more on the Jared Allen trajectory. Not even in terms of like how good he'll get, but in terms of development. And with Claxton, there's just no momentum ever, and. You know, like, I, I, I like Clax a lot because he also has attitude, which I think the team kind of needs. But I don't know. I'm, uh, I think. Neither I think, is a bad choice. They're, neither one of them are such standouts that one or the other is a bad choice. Right. I think the one that has to play, though, is Clax. I mean, excuse me. Not, not, uh, I really misspoke. I think the rookie that has to play, though, is Kessler. Kessler is a phenomenon. I, he I, is really good on No, for sure. He, he's not young. See, that that's no. the, another difference with him and Dayron. Dayron's 20. Kessler's 22. He's physically ready to, to, to play. I, I don't know if he's physically ready to play a, a big role in the, um, in the playoffs, but he hits shots. He doesn't get rattled. I, I can't say for sure he's ready, but... I think out of the three, he's out of Dayron, um, Kessler, and Cam. I think Kessler's the one that has to play. Yeah, we'll I mean, look, I'm, I mean, I mean, no one loves Kessler like uh, as much as I do. I feel like, and I, I do, I do agree that I think that he. I think he's. I think the age thing is a is a great point. Like he isn't nineteen, like Cam Thomas is, or twenty, or just turned twenty, whatever. Like, uh, and look, he he has that. Like John Hollinger wrote in, in an article recently. He's like in the playoffs, you want as many six seven or six eight like bouncy three and D guys, and that's what he is. Like that's what the playoffs want. And so, like he's he's that he's that dude. Um, and I, I'm just thinking about from last year, like. It would have been nice to have a Dayron to help out, like what the the Claxton Blake Griffin uh, spot. But look, I mean, both those both those guys are getting a ton of experience for rookies. Like it's pretty amazing. Like they're and and the difference is that because they're not big ball handlers, like they're not going to have the same um, responsibility as a rookie who is a point guard, you know, and and where you can really make, like, really massive mistakes. Like, oh, but I'm jinxing them going forward. But, like, you know, it's th- – their roles are going to be very, very, very uh, specific, and what they're going to have to do is not going to be too massive. It depends on what they get at the buyout. Right now, yeah. the rookies are better than what we have. That's a sad state of things, but the rookies are better than what we have. They give they give the team bounce. They give the team energy. We we run on we run the floor uh, uh, better. But as you can see, we lose leads with them too. Teams come back on us uh, uh, when we're when, when we're way up ahead. So can we play with these kids in the playoffs? I don't think so. Um, you know. There's going to have to be some roster decisions made, but at the very least, I think if there's one of them that can do it, I, I would have to say it's Kessler. 
Yeah, and look, if there's anything we know, it's that Marks makes Marks usually doesn't make the move that that everyone is talking about and that all the sports writers thinks is going to happen. Like he always does something else. So, you know, it's uh, it's like. I, I definitely don't think that Mark stands pat. I think he definitely wants to see what he actually has when everyone's healthy, but I definitely don't think he just stands pat. And I think we will, we will see some movement because he has to know that like having the Javon Carters and people of the world, like is just not going to cut it. And I think he also probably knows like this Bruce Brown experiment is over because like Bembry's just better. and does like, there's not one thing you can really say that Bruce Brown does, does better than Bembry at this point. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. But Bruce Brown and Bembry are the same. They uh, uh do exactly the same thing, which is they're redundant. They the the Nets need a point guard. That's yep. why I'm watching that Goran Dragic situation. The Nets need a point guard. Um, they need someone. They need someone who um. They need someone who could who could bring the ball up. I don't know if you've noticed this since Kyrie's been back or when Kyrie plays. Um, you know, I I feel like when Kyrie plays, the ball gets bought up faster. That Kyrie increases the tempo oh, yeah. of the game. Completely and different game. Exactly. Um, I think they need continuous. Um, you know, but that's easier said than done. We'll see what happens with that. Any all-star picks? Any someone uh, who should be making the all-star that isn't? Uh, for the Nets or generally? Generally. I mean, I'm 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 hoping that uh that that one of your favorite Nets of all of all time, Jared Allen, gets his first nod because he deserve, him and him and Garland honestly deserve it. We'll see. I think I think probably some some more established stars might make it instead, like the maybe like a Tatum or even like Harden and stuff like that will make it. But I um, you you stole I, my I, one. What'd you say? You that was my one. Yeah, I mean, I like was... too. I I vote like I've been like when I make it my list, I I think Allen should be in there. Like he's been freaking awesome, and he's on the most surprising team. Uh, you know. Yeah, no, I love that team. Great squad. You good? I'm good, man. We are Pod Thorn. Pod Thorn. Pod Thorn. Pod Thorn.